Hello? Okay, that feels kind of weird. This is a busy pulpit. I'm just going to clear some space. Good morning, everybody. <sighs> it's awesome to be here. I just felt like I needed to open up. The last few weeks, um, I've been really focused on doing some morning declarations, and I just felt like I wanted to read them out, and that was a good way to start today. This will be a great day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am a person of great hope and optimism. In every situation I face today, I will be confident and know what I am to do. Because I believe there is a solution for every difficulty, I will see solutions manifest in incredible ways, even in the most difficult situations. My past prayers are powerfully working today. My thanksgiving concerning these petitions is key for me to live worry-free and in peace today. Because I have a vision for my future, I realize today is a day of training for my prophetic destiny. Everything I face today is an opportunity to build spiritual muscles for my increasingly influential days ahead. My soul will prosper today. My response to what happens today will be more important than what happens. I am significant, and what I do today will be significant for kingdom advancement. I will positively impact every location, every meeting, and every person I encounter today. Everything in my past is working for good today. I will walk in the joy of the Lord today because it is my strength. I choose to be glad today, even though there are unresolved situations and uncertainties in my life. My joy is a catalytic force that advances God's kingdom. Today, I will be supernaturally propelled by God's grace to walk in personal victory, prosper in my relationships, and impact the world mightily for him. Last one. I will not lose heart today because I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. I'll... uh, talk a bit about declarations later, but I just felt like it was a good way to start. Um, I just want to say thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here sharing. Um, All of Jericho Road has been a significant part of my journey, and um, I'm just so thankful to get to share from the overflow of what God has done in me. And you've all been a part of that, um, supported me financially and um, in prayers, and I just can't say thank you enough. So start off with that. Um, for those of you who maybe um, don't know me, um, I spent two nine-month periods in Redding, California, going to a school called uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. I ended up there uh, after God had changed the passion of aviation into the passion of pursuing Him. And um, today I'm just going to be sharing about my adventures there and how I've been becoming and still am becoming more of who God created me to be. I just want to start off with with talking about loving myself. I'm going to just read Matthew 22. Um, It's when the religious leaders are questioning Jesus about the greatest commandment. Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, a second of equal importance, Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all of the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. 
Um, I've always loved God. The loving myself has been a real challenge um, throughout my life. And for some reason, I, I had the false belief for a long time that I could love other people just fine and kind of skip over myself. Um, and I've, God has given me huge revelation on that topic. Um, so a lot of my first year at school was really just inviting God to restore me to a healthy place, to see myself as God saw me, and to love myself as God loved me. One of the biggest... I would say, I would say, yeah, the biggest God revelation that I've had of um, God's love for me was actually giving birth to my precious baby girl, Abigail. And that was a huge eye-opener of really how, how much I was in deficit of that. Because when I looked in her face and I saw her, and I felt this love like I had just never experienced. And, you know, I felt like God was saying in that moment, um, she was such a gift, and that this is how I see you, Laura. And I was like, wow, I just, I can't put two and two together. Like, I love her that much, but I'm supposed to know that God loves me that much too. So... Yeah, I was really aware that I wasn't where I wanted to be, where I needed to be to know and experience God's love. Um, Knowing and believing my worth was going to result in my ability to love myself, to love God, and to love other people. Just going back to like the very beginning and the Garden of Eden, and God created us in his image, and I think it's easy just to read that, but um, it's huge. It's a huge thing that God has created us in, in his image, and our creator knows us better than we know ourselves. He's designed us for certain things. He's designed us to walk just like Adam and Eve before the, before the fall in this intimate relationship with him where we're so focused on his presence and what he thinks. Everything else comes from that place. There was a lot of different ways that God worked me through looking at that love issue in first year of just a real tearing down of my beliefs of like, why, why do I feel this way and where did this come from? And just being intentional about taking the time to inviting God to share and shed his light and truth over specific circumstances, hurts from way back, from as far as I could remember. And it just became this, this is really what I was working on in first year, of just working through saying, God, why did I believe that in that situation? And where were you? And what's your truth? And, and like gradually it was just like there was some etching away of this masterpiece to be discovered, and I was coming closer to God's heart. Um, so a big part of just the loving uh, myself was also loving my story, um, Sam, I love how you, you talked about this, um, of just like where you're at and whether you're satisfied with where you're at or not, um, to not let that come in the way of me going where I wanted to go and realizing that God made me so unique and even all the painful things that, that I had experienced in my life that I wanted to just put in a closet, those were actually the very things that God wanted to restore me from, not just 
period, end of sentence, so that I could be a light in specific places to specific people. And I just love this because this is for all of us. Wherever you're at, whatever your challenges, whatever your struggles have been, there is, there is a purpose. God, God, if you're saying yes to God and inviting him to restore you and to w- walk you through these things, it's, it's by design. This is his family. This is how he wants us to live full lives um, that are saturated in his truth and love. So, um, okay, just going to do a little time check there. So, okay, a couple more verses I just want to read. I'm sure you all will know this one. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. And 1 John 4.16-18 We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in His love. God is love. All who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. But we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he first loved us. So I I just, at the start of second year in particular... I just began to look at this relationship between love and fear. And I really just wanted to experience and live these verses. Like, this is truth, and why, is, why am I not experiencing these things, God? I want to experience this. If you have given me a spirit without fear, then I don't need to experience this. What do I need to do to experience that? So... Um, thus began the journey of second year. And I think it was um, exaggerated by the fact that really I didn't know there was going to be a second year. And on paper, actually, it it didn't look at all possible. Admissions were closed. And at the very last minute, everything came together, and I ended up being there for second year. I don't even know how I got across the border in a student visa because I had none of the requirements. It was awesome. But anyways, that's another story. Some of you know bits of that. But um, So I was so thankful to be there and so just like, I can't believe I'm here. I'm so thankful to be here, God. I just want every single day, I just want to make the most of every single day that I'm here. So I'm saying yes to you right now. I'm saying yes to every opportunity that's in front of me because I want to live this way. I don't want to have a spirit of fear. I want to be effective for you. I want to be your ambassador. I don't just want to be a great me, but I want to be so overflowing with who you've made me to be that it's not going to, it's just immediately going to overflow to everybody around me wherever I'm at because that's, that's your design. That is how you've made us. We just need to focus on ourselves, loving ourselves and God and where he's taking us And the things that he's going to do in us, we're just naturally going to have more than enough to give. Um, So, yeah, the first first week in school, I 
the, the worship time was starting, and I was like, ah, and I had this thought in my mind that was, man, I went through all first year, and I never got up on stage and danced. And every now and then, somebody would get up on stage and dance. But this was a big, like, there's 850 people in my class. It's a massive area with tons of people. And, and I had this little thought, and because I was just in this mode of, I just feel like I need to really run after fear. And this is an actually tangible way in the physical to show you God. Okay, I'm going to start second year off by going up on stage. And there was a little bit of a conversation like, oh, come on, why don't we just wait? Wait a little bit, or wait, maybe some other people will get up first, and I could just join in with them. That would be a lot easier. But it was like this urgency of like, Laura, are you going to respond to me? Because what you're saying, the other side of what you're saying is going to require a response, a physical response. And I was like, okay, this is my physical response. So I couldn't think about it any longer. And I'm just like, yes, Lord. So I run up to the front, closed my eyes, and I was just, woo, I was just all over the place. And it was just like, I'm not seeing any people God, this is for you. I'm just showing you right now that I'm surrendered to you. I'm surrendered to saying yes. I'm surrendered to everything you have for me this year. Um, so, wow, this massive dance party broke out. <laughs> it was so cool. And it went on and on and on and on. And even the speaker was like, there wasn't really much time for the speaker. It was just, it just turned into this crazy worship day. And and somebody came up to me and was like, you started that. And I was, I was like, ah, no, no, actually, like, God started that. He was the seed, and I just had the privilege and opportunity to respond. And you know what? If it wasn't me, somebody else probably would have responded, and God would have been fine with that. Great, to God be the glory. But how would have I been changed? If I'm, like, actually wanting more... I need, to, I need to step into the party, and maybe that means starting the party, but I need to say yes and respond to God. <laughs> um, yeah, so this, this really became my theme for the whole year of running out fear and um, receiving more of God's love because that's what was happening. As I ran at my fears, it was like, Suddenly, love and hate weren't opposites, but love and fear were opposites. And it was like, wow, okay, God, this is awesome. If I'm focused on you and your love and your presence, you've given me everything I need, and I don't have to partner with fear. I can look at you. I can focus on you and your presence and your truth, and I don't have to spend time living in fear. So, okay, it's one thing to realize these, but then actually the steps and the different ways that that um, I had an obedient heart and I was pursuing this. I kind of saw the, the running at fear one way is like in sports, there's offensively, so you're trying to make, you're trying to advance, like you're going towards a goal. So there's certain moves that you do when you're trying to advance. And one's like just going, I'm afraid of this, but I'm going to do it. Those were those things. Then on the other hand, like kind of defensively just protecting and guarding and maintaining my position, I was being grounded in worship. 
worship was huge. Like, we become like the one we worship. We become like what we worship. The sacrifice of time is huge. God wants our time. God wants our hearts, but he wants, he wants us to listen to what he's saying. He wants to hear what we have to say. Growing in relationship with him. Um, testimony was another big one of just the culture of testimony and the power of that. Um, being encouraged, hearing what God's doing in other people's lives around us and going, hey, that's not just for you, that's for me too. But at the same time, I don't want your version. I want my version. And my version is for me. And your version is for you and nobody else. Because God has made you a certain way. And, and we are all going to be different reflections of God. Ah, okay. So after the big one of like running on stage, um, I was like, okay, what does it look like today, God? That was the big running on stage. So every morning I would just start the day by saying, like, what, what is the challenge for me today? And God just give me eyes and ears to see the things that cause me to be uncomfortable. Because I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't need to be uncomfortable. If I am fully living out my identity in you, come on. I have access to the creator of the universe, to his overflowing love that is accepting and unconditional like, wow, huge, huge, huge. Um, so, interestingly, the next day, or the next week, it was like, uh, th- I came to a class a little bit later, and I was trying to find a seat, and and the spot that I would have normally liked to sit wasn't available, and I was just like, huh, would I, would I identify this as a fear? Of like, I'm more comfortable sitting in this part of the room than in where the seats are available. I don't want to be there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am actually. I'm okay. Okay, God, I hear you. I'm going to sit in the spot that I'm uncomfortable sitting in. So I sat in that spot, and I was like, ugh, I don't like this spot. What's up with this spot? Like, I'm so far away from the door. Like, just there's so many people I have to get past to get to that door. Uh, and like, uh, I'm, I'm too close to the speaker. I'm way too close to the speaker. Uh, and it was like, wow, this is silly. Like, but what is this? What is this, God? And it was like, okay, <laughs> what is this, God? <laughs> I, I just, I don't want to be uncomfortable doing anything. If I'm going to be ambassador for you, it starts with myself. It starts with how I manage myself And what are the things in my day that I'm uncomfortable about or that I could make an excuse for because I say it's not my personality or I don't feel like it. But but this, this journey that I'm on is actually, I'm growing in spirit. My spirit is becoming stronger than my body. So this requires physical response. And the dancing on stage, that was like so powerful because I felt like God was like, Laura, this, this physical extreme example is what happens in the spiritual. When you do things, and you know what? Maybe sitting up front to you doesn't look like a big deal, doesn't look like as great as a feat as going on stage and dancing, but actually it is, and there's things happening in the spiritual. 
because your spirit is growing stronger and you're advancing and you're overcoming fear. And I've called you to great things, but we don't, we, we don't have much space for fear. Or the more that you're going to be okay with fear and things in your life that make you uncomfortable, it's, it's really going to get in the way of you experiencing abundant life, abundant freedom. <sighs> okay. So, um, yeah, so stepping out in new ways. I s- talked about the spot in class, and I, I just wanted to give a few examples of kind of what that looked like. Um, then in the worship sessions, it turned into, um, you know, asking God to, to grow in certain gifts. Prophetic was a huge one that I'm like, God, I just want to grow in this. I, I, before I went to school, I just thought it was like, like the fairies, like, zip, you have the gift of blah, blah. Zip, you have the gift of blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know what my gift is. I love playing the drums. But, <laughs> so, um, but, but I learned that the gifts are available to all of us. And we actually have to pursue them. And, um, and I wanted to pursue them, and I wanted to grow in them. So worship sessions became, this is the area where, yes, I could just get lost in worship and go after you, God. But no, I'm actually going to be asking you, what are you doing in the environment right now? What are you doing in the atmosphere? Um, just training my spirit to be aware of what's going on. Listening, listening and asking questions. And um, and then saying, okay, God, if you want to use me, I'm here. I'm going to five people. I've got an hour of worship. Five people. I just I wanna I wanna step out and try to give five people a prophetic word or a word of knowledge. And so this is a process, and it doesn't just happen. But I found that as I was doing these things, something was happening, and it was like. I I was overcoming fears and I was dying to self and I was seeing like this fear of man, this fear of man thing is huge and it really just puts a massive stop into what God wants to use us to do, God, what he wanted me to do and I was like, okay, so so what is the fear? I want to identify it, I want to turn the light on, invite your truth into the situation and I want to go after this. So it was just incredible to see, to just grow in that area and to see that, that that involved taking risks, that involved being willing to be wrong, actually. Being willing to maybe look stupid to somebody. Um, but hey, like, Jesus only didn't said what he saw the Father doing. So who cares? Who cares what everybody else thinks? I, God, I want to be more concerned with what you think of me and being obedient to you than what other people think. I don't want that to stand in the way of being effective to um, bring your light to people and situations. <sighs> okay. So, um, treasure hunts. I think, does anybody here, I think there's maybe a few people that have heard of treasure hunts, not actually looking for things, but people, like people being the treasures. <coughs> So, um, city service was our outreach and was something that we did through the whole year. And at the start, it was really based on scheduling with my daughter that I ended up in treasure hunts. I didn't want to be there. There was 
five other places I wanted to be. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I want to go on those outreaches. And I ended up in treasure hunts, but I was like, okay, God, I'm here for a reason. I know I'm here for a reason, so just help me have a good attitude and make the most of this. Well, I had no idea that it was absolutely the best place I could have been to be practicing and living out, going after fear and taking risks and responding to God and listening to the Holy Spirit. Like, Holy Spirit? I feel like I never even knew the Holy Spirit before I started on this journey. The concept of actually asking the Holy Spirit for something and expecting a response was not something I was living in at all. Like, you know, God and Jesus, but Holy Spirit, okay. So, um, you know, through the course of, like I said, the first one, they have these they have these maps, and you have, like, names of people, conditions, locations, um, anything unusual, and you just, we would always start with a time of worship and prayer, and then just ask the Holy Spirit for who we were meant to speak to that day, and then we would write it down, and locations, we'd compare on the team, is there any similarities, we'll go to this place or that place, and... Uh, Yeah, from the first day of really just being like, oh my goodness, this is weird. Like, I can do this? I can just ask the Holy Spirit for a name of a person? Huh. Okay. So, um, as we started going out into the streets and, and going on these treasure hunts, like, it was just incredible that things would happen. Like, we were just running into people and... Um, sometimes it was just, does anything on the sheet mean anything to you? And they'd be like, yep, that's my brother, and he's having knee surgery next week. And we'd have both those two things on the list. And we got to pray. And um, I, just God is so creative, like the ways that he wants to use us. And for me, it was just really outside of the box that I never thought about, I never thought of myself as an evangelist, like go stand on the corner with a Bible and preach. But for sure, in terms of just living and sharing God's love and doing it this way, it was exciting. It was really exciting. I started to get excited for each week. Who are we going to meet? Like, what are you going to do, God? And um, we saw people get healed. Um, one Sunday, or one treasure hunt, it was it was raining, and all the teams were deciding that they didn't want to go. But because I'm already in this mode of like, no, I am fighting for this. Like, I am fighting for this. And the rain, that's okay. That's actually just one physical thing that could get in the way from me following my spirit and dying to the flesh and saying, no, my spirit's going to lead me. And God, particularly because it's raining today and it's more uncomfortable to go out on these treasure hunts, I know there's someone you want to speak with. And um, there was only, I think half the team decided they just didn't want to (laughs) but I'm like no I know there's somebody and there was really nobody out but the one woman that we did meet and and speak with um it was just incredible that I I just felt like I I was experiencing God speaking to me to my spirit of like it wasn't about what's on the treasure hunt map it was it was just about praying for this woman and as I laid my hand on her to pray for her it was like God was just illuminating, like, a name on, on the thing. And it was like I was just getting this download of what, what she needed prayer for. And there was, there was such a connectedness that I just immediately responded in obedience and said what I felt like God's Spirit was saying. And it was such a blessing to her. And I was like, man, I just don't want to pray any other way. 
like if I can experience this and if this is available to us, this is incredible. Um, yeah, so treasure hunts was one way, stepping out and taking risks. Um, another one was kind of funny. It was in a coffee shop, and my closest friend, Wendy, who was there, she was really pursuing going after healing and words of knowledge. Like she would suddenly get a feeling in her body, maybe like a headache that what well, didn't last, but it was just a moment of a headache, and she would, she would um, ask the people around here, do you have a headache, and can I pray for you for a headache? And I was, again, this was something totally new to me. I'm like, what? Like, God can work that way? That's, that's so cool. Like, okay. <laughs> I want a piece of that. But that kind of became another, it was sort of a seed. Like, I thought, oh, I wish I could do that. I wish I could step out in that way. But, but I started to recognize that every time I had one of those thoughts that came into my head of, I wish I could do that. It was like a seed that God was saying, you can. You can. And if you want it, you have to run after it, um, but it's there, and the seed's there for a reason, and that's where it starts. So um, so I was with my friend Wendy at a coffee shop, and this guy walked in the coffee shop, and, and I, I had like a weird kind of twinge behind my right eye, and it was strange. It was right after I looked at the guy, and because it was my friend Wendy, and I told her, and she's always taking risks in this way and I was like Wendy I just had this twinge in my eye when this guy walked in and she was like oh you should go approach him and I was like oh this is this is a whole other level this is so weird like ah but I was like but that was really weird I did have that twinge in my eye and and I couldn't be with someone that I'm more comfortable with for support and we're sitting there and I'm I'm having the conversation should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't I and then I'm like I can't not I know I just can't not so and he sat at the table beside us, of course. So it was like, I can't concentrate. He's there. I gotta respond. Ah. So, so I go up to him, and I and I'm like, this might sound kind of weird, but um, yeah. I'm just wondering, have you been experiencing any kind of twinge behind your right eye? <laughs> and he just looked at me, like, how did you know that? I was like, ha oh. ha. Like, trying to act like this is normal. I do this every day. <laughs> it's like, actually, all last week, all last week, I had a twinge behind my right eye. And I just, I started talking with him, and I just shared with him that I was stepping out that way. And just, you know, God just knowing the details. And if you're just, if you can be open to him using you and to work through you and not get tripped up by being uncomfortable and, um, it's just incredible. So those are just a few of the stories that I wanted to share. Um, yeah, and I think a big revelation, too, that, that came from all of these things was just, like, the heart of God and the invitation to co-labor with God. Like, it's, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary to think that God wants to use us. And so many times I think I just want God to do things. But he's like, Laura, you know, the eyes of the Lord are searching to and fro the earth for a heart that is willing to respond to his love. Loving God demands a response. As I've responded to the invitation to know him more, my reality has been transformed. I've experienced more freedom as I've learned to invite the Holy Spirit into everyday circumstance. I know God will be guiding me and I'm never alone. I'm motivated to take on new challenges as I learn to trust him more and complete me. 
God is my ultimate resource. Operating from his presence, I become more and more the best me that he created me to be. I recognize my ability to hear God, and I make myself available to respond. I steward what God has given me, and I ask for more. That was another thing Sam was mentioning last week about the the talents and that parable of like, you know, if you, if you want more, and, and I wanted more, just stewarding was such an important part of that, of like, okay, God, I'm asking you for words of knowledge. So if you give me something, and I'm not stepping out and taking a risk, well, then how am I going to have increase? You're, you're going to... You're looking to see how I respond to the things you're giving me. So I started to do that, of just really, really steward everything he was giving me and writing them down. And on days when I wasn't feeling it, I would go to this book and I would have all these things to read, to encourage myself, to remind myself of what God was inviting me into. Um, And I was doing that with dreams too. And even with my daughter, just praying for dreams, asking God for more dreams and and having a dream journal by my bed and writing them down and stewarding them and asking God, is this dream for somebody in particular? Um, is there more to it than this? Is it for now? Is it for later? Um, is it from before? But just being open to like God wanting to meet us in every aspect of our lives, not just one day of the week, but we just can invite him into every area of our life all the time. And he's ever-present and he just has so much. He just loves us so much. And he wants us to live these lives that actually were these words where we don't have. We don't have a spirit of, of fear. Um, <laughs> where did it go? Um, but it's of power, love, and self-discipline. And I think those things just all work together. Um, I just wanted to close with um, a scripture, it's Ephesians three, fourteen to twenty. It's Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. So I think it's relevant for us today. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Um, Yeah, so I hope some of my stories have blessed you guys today and... Um, yeah, I just really felt like the big thing of just love and fear, and we have a choice. We really have a choice. And if fear is feeling too heavy, we need more of God's love. We need need more of God's presence that actually even strategies are in that. Spending time with God, listening to what He has to say, and He will take care of those fears, but we can't just sit by and ask Him to do it. The, the real momentum happens when you get on board and you respond. And it's like, my life will never be the same. Being, and I mean, this here, Port Alberta looks a lot different than where I've come from in that culture um, and the momentum and everything else. But I just, 
I can never go back to just asking God for what you have for me today. And I've never experienced more freedom um, than I have. And just, and confidence. Like, co- confidence not in myself, but confidence in who God is. And that he has a plan for me. He has a plan for me. And when I keep my eyes on him and focused on love, that these other things are naturally going to happen in one sense. But also we really need to be proactive. And we need to have, make some decisions maybe, to have some offensive moves to go after if we do want to advance, if we do want more of God. That takes a response. That takes doing something. And as you do that, there's, there's less of you and there just becomes more space for God to actually show you what the priorities are. And I know for me, I've had the priorities not in the right place. I know God has his priorities in mind. Um, so I, I, uh, I just have a song that I wanted to play. Not myself, but just Jean's going to play it. Uh, and it's, it's called Simplicity. And it's meant a lot to me just the past couple years because it's, it's just a focus on love. Of, um, you know, when you, when you know you're loved and when you're so in love, things aren't so difficult. Responding isn't so difficult. <laughs> 